Hey ladies, welcome back to Amiga Printer. This is your host, Jacqueline. Today we have Power and Clarity with Monique T. Marshall. She's an entrepreneur, a thought leader, a speaker, and an influencer. As chief in charge of Black to Business, a platform providing resources and connections to aspiring Black entrepreneurs, she's on a mission to increase the number of successful Black startups. Monique has also furthered this mission through her podcast, speaking engagement, and workshops. I first met Monique through Sandra from Curl Scout, excuse me, on Instagram. After speaking with her on the phone and hearing her story, I knew I had to have her on. She talks to us about how being raised by a single mom influenced her life, how to get clarity in your purpose, what it means to truly be a powerful woman, and how an introvert learned to launch a business and network like a pro, and much, much more. Yeah, it was definitely when I think the idea of, you know, me starting Black to Business, it was recognizing my power as a Black woman, as a Black person, and being in attendance to a historically Black college and institution and wanting to see more of my people succeed, but also economic development within my community. So me starting as someone who was much of a like introvert, I knew that if I wanted to go on that journey into entrepreneurship, it would require me to be, you know, this other person step out of side of my comfort zone. And so as I began to think about what I wanted my impact to be on the world, I think we have to look deep within ourselves and know if we're ready for this transition in terms of recognizing our power, but also living in our purpose. So I knew I couldn't no, I, I could no longer play it safe. Um, and I think me first wanting to start my business, Black to Business, was that moment that was for me. And I knew my purpose was for a greater good of my people and my community. Wow. So number one, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and and I'm sure it wasn't always like that, right? Right. Like right now, it just sounds really powerful what you said. And it, it just comes with so much clarity and it comes with so much owning who you are. Right. And it sounds beautiful, right, when you're there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you're able to explain it. So can you kind of break it down to us? You know, first, because you said, you know, to know and own your power, um, not just right. for your community, but as a woman. Right. And also your purpose. So can you kind of break it down starting to, even when you knew, when, when was that moment and how kind of like, did you get there? Yeah, it was definitely about, I think, as you mentioned in life, we kind of have these goals when we were kids of who we want to be or who we aspire to be. And sometimes as a kid, we begin to dream and we can, you know, some of the craziest ideas we come up with, they may sound crazy, but they're really not. So as we get older, society tells us, well, maybe you should alter that dream this way or that way, but you still have the sight of this person that you dreamt of being as a little kid. So for me, I, you know, I, I wasn't the shyest kid um, or I wasn't the shyest person, but I've always been very strong in who I was. I always kept that in my head as a kid. You, you want to be this person or this is who you aspire to be even your own self. So I think the thing for me is I've always known my power as a woman or even my identity. I've always known who I was and I knew that to be a little different, unique as we all are. So when I began to 
think about, okay, you have to really be serious and move into your purpose because everything else is not falling into place because that's not where you want to be. So when things like that begin to happen, you have no choice but to start to walk in that purpose. So for me, it was, you know, coming out of college and things not working out or jobs not working out that I thought would. And it would be because, you know, that's not the path that you're meant to take. So for me, it was looking within myself and really having that. I don't think enough people do it, but I talk to myself all the time. Like we're having a conversation now. Mm -hmm. I talk to myself because one, we talk to ourselves a lot, a lot when we're doubting, but why not talk to ourselves uh, when we're going through and trying to motivate ourselves? It, it doesn't always have to be self-doubt. So that moment for me, I dug deep into spending time with myself, um, drawing out what I wanted my path to be like. And if I'm going to do this business, this is what it looks like. Um, and it wasn't easy. It's a matter of, you know, being careful who you're surrounding yourself with, what advice you're given or you're taking in from people who seem to want to help you, but they've never been on that path. So just being very protective of my energy, I was that. So where did that come from? Is that something that your parents helped you with or is it that you didn't see it and you just automatically gravitated towards that? You just kind of own that. For someone that's been having trouble and may have a background where maybe they didn't have a voice or right. have support and they don't know, like that's, I admire that. I admire <laughs> that you so young that you were able to do that. And I think as kids, we, we know, but mm -hmm. we know we know. And then we start growing up and then it comes all these things that were fed. Right. Right? And then we doubt ourselves and we disconnect from that knowing. Right. It was, yeah, you're right. It was, and I was recently, honestly, it's weird that you asked this. I was thinking, as you know, I said, I talk to myself a lot. I'm not crazy, guys. <laughs> but, but I started to think, um, where did this, I'm, I've always been inquisitive about life, uh, about purpose, but I also started to think, like, where did this come from? And it's not to say that I have anything that anyone else have, doesn't have or whatever, but it's like, I really try to dive into why I think the way I think or why people think the way they think. And so for me, a lot of, like you mentioned, it comes into childhood. I think we either have a choice of, you know, what we're going to do with the circumstances that we're in. So for me, I didn't grow up with a silver spoon. I, was, I come from a very humble background, a very humble beginning. And I think I attribute a lot of that to my mother. She was a single parent. It was a lot of sacrifice. I constantly saw her sacrifice and to have two kids. She was very young when she had us, but you know, her still being persistent and making sure she put food on the table, clothes on our back. I mean, we, we didn't always have the newest this or that, but she got us what we needed. And sometimes you're seeing, you know, for people who grew up with that kind of childhood, you're seeing your parents sacrifice. And as a child, you begin to think, I want better. You know, I want to, whether it's I want to take care of my mother when I get older, I don't want my kids to have to go through this. Um, it's your decision when you're in that moment, what are you going to do? Either you can say, you know, the world's giving us um, lemons and we're not going to make lemonade. But for me, it was, okay, I want better. And so seeing my mother sacrifice when I was very young, um, when I got older, it wasn't a question for me. It wasn't like I come from money. So it was nothing for me to sacrifice for my dream when I knew the goal was to be successful and have those things. 
um, but most importantly for a purpose. So seeing my mother sacrifice and um, ingrained in her kids, the always being individuals, always remaining true to who you are. And always, she would always say like, remember whose you are. So regardless of who you believe in, I think that's the thing that really has taken me through. And um, I've, I've, I've never felt like I was always, I never felt like I had to be that person to say, you know, I came from this and I could have been another statistic. I could have, mm-hmm. but I chose not to. I decided not to. So I said all that to say, I knew my mother sacrificed for me to be great. And in a sense, I don't want to disappoint her. You know, it's funny because I think of my daughter, um, she, and, and it's funny because I was a young single mom and I got mm-hmm. these statistics and all this stuff. And I was just like, statistics don't live in my house. I don't, right. live, I don't know where they're at, but they don't live in my house. And that's kind of something I told my daughter. We're not who others say we are. We're not right. society says we are like, we make that decision. So always putting that in her head that you make that decision. If you decide that the statistics if that's the way you, you're going to end up because you, you think that way, then you ended up that way, not because those numbers was it, but right. that you made a choice because of that. And you can also choose different. Um, I want to take it back to the power as women. I've, I've been reading a lot about that. And I, I guess for me, right, being a woman and being a black woman and seeing things out in society that tell you, you don't have power, you mm-hmm. know, or you're not powerful. And how do you um, growing up see these things? Do you just push them out the way or how do you show up without it being like you're, you're doing too much like to try to prove it? Because I also saw that in my daughter. I'm like, you don't have to prove to the world. You know what I mean? Because I felt like there was something that was weighing on her, like trying to be the representation of every girl who was brown to try to prove people wrong. And that also was taking a toll on her. You know, you can be you. So what is it that that you do to own your power but that doesn't weigh on you to have to represent everyone kind of thing does that does that make sense yeah definitely um that's a i mean it's a great question and um honestly i feel like it's you know at the end of the day we as people can do i mean human beings period can do so much not so much, but you're, um, I mean, you can't save everyone. So not to say like, um, I don't pay attention to those people who I'm not trying to inspire, basically. So I, like your daughter, I aspire to inspire young black girls because I know what it was like not having someone that, you know, you could relate to, but also that looked like you doing well. So everyone else I mean if you're looking that's great and if you're clapping that's amazing but I have a duty to young black women because of all of those things I knew not but with that being said in the midst of all of that I know that there are many other women who do what I'm doing and who do well or that are doing well in different industries so that's to say you know those people who follow me I do appreciate and I wish to have others that do the same but it's also going back to being yourself and being authentic in who you are so it doesn't feel like you're working or you taking on too much because when people can feel that you're transparent and you're genuine that's what they follow so I think the people who follow me and I follow they kind of have those similarities um, whereas someone else may look like me but they may not be able to relate and that's fine 
Um, but it's also like me knowing that the best that I could do is really just be myself and show like girls like your daughter who it's okay to be yourself regardless of how different you are. And growing up, that was also a thing too, because it's like, you know, you wear, you're wearing something that may be a little different, just like styles. People may not see, see the styles in the beginning, but later on down the line, you begin to see that style and you're like, oh, okay, I see what she was doing there. But at that moment, they didn't get it. And that's what I always get back to is like, you may not get it now. And sometimes people are ahead of their time. Um, but you just have to remain who you are and, you know, know if people, you can't save everyone. And if they're going to be on the ship, they're going to be on the ship. But um, I think it goes back to being, you know, individuality as a woman and recognizing that, like you said, the statistic, you don't have to be one. But also, I don't have to prove to you anything because I'm going to be okay regardless because I'm being myself. And that's a big part of owning your power, right? Mm -hmm. Being okay with you and, and also recognizing what you bring to the table. Right. That's so, the truth. So the next question that, you know, I wanted kind of to go into, you talk about, you know, when, when you first decide that you're going to do this business, right? Um, mm -hmm. you put yourself out there, you have to meet people. How did you deal with being an introvert and having to like now have a business interviewing and kind of putting yourself out there? <laughs> so that was, that is funny. So with Black to Business, it has definitely been a learning, learning experience. And sometimes with anything you're having to, you're not growing if you're not stepping out of your comfort zone. And with a business, it's not always what you want, it's what, you know, sometimes your customers want. So for me, um, being, I call myself, I'm an ambivert. So, you know, introvert when I need to be and an extrovert when I don't need to be. Most of the time, I'm very much a homebody, but if I have to be out and handle business, mm -hmm. I'm a totally different person in the room. Um, I've studied how to do that. I've, you know, I didn't see that growing up. Um, so I began to study how to do that. How do I network? How do I work the room? How do I command my power? How do I grab people's attention? Um, a lot of it is I grew up reading a lot. Like that's probably why I'm an introvert because I would read a lot. So um, of course, when I started Black to Business, I wanted to be inspired by other people's stories. So I would, you know, it was a interview, but it was a call interview. It wasn't like a face-to-face. -face. So then I did podcasting, so it doesn't require much face-to-face. -face. Uh, but I also found those areas where I was comfortable in, and I just rocked it like that. I know I'm comfortable on the mic. I know I'm comfortable behind the scenes. I know eventually, like we were talking about, okay, people have to know who you are. <laughs> right. <laughs> And that has been, honestly, um, Jacqueline, it has been a challenge for me um, to, you know, because I don't want to, I see so many people get caught up in the limelight, and I don't doubt yeah. I, I don't, I won't, um, but I just think our purpose is so much greater, and it's like, why do I need to be from behind the scenes? Why can't I just create? Mm -hmm. And it's because sometimes people need to see you to be inspired as well, so I'm again it's pushing me outside of my comfort zone and I'm doing things like this this is my first podcast that I'm actually being interviewed on so I'm excited but yeah that's really how I've been able to do that I think that answered your question no no it did um, okay you actually broke it down really well as far as how you got out of yourself and then decided to go out right I consider myself the same someone that yeah. 
can definitely stay at home. But when I need to, I definitely set out a plan. And now I need to go out as long I guess for me, what helps me um, when I'm being very introverted is knowing that there is a goal there. Right. Yeah. For something bigger. I can't just go out and like, you know, there has to be a reason why I'm going yes. out. Otherwise I can be home chilling and I'm totally okay with it. <laughs> I tell you, people are like, how do you just sit home? And that's the thing too. When I grew up, I grew up, I'm, I'm living in New York now. Um, and talking about like background, I'm living in New York now, but I grew up in Osceola, Georgia, which is a very small town, about 3000 people, two traffic lights. And on top of that, I was in the outskirts of Osceola. So I lived in the country part. Like we used to have to drive to town. So if I'm not going to school on the weekdays, sometimes I would be in the house all weekend. And that was fine with me. Uh, so that's another thing. And I would be reading in my room and I would just be fine. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if people really get what a beautiful thing it is. Like I feel myself yes. get excited when I plan <laughs> something that I'm gonna sit and like really like you, I ask myself questions. You know, right. on because I'm in a moment in my life that I am now reevaluating everything. Like, who right. I, what do I want to bring to the world? Who am I now um, as someone, as a mother who has a college student, and now I'm doing this for something bigger. My purpose right. is bigger. And when I know that I'm setting time aside for myself, my soul is, like, so happy. It's like, ooh, we're going <laughs> to on, uh, you know, me and what's going on inside, and then we're going to dig into that, you know? And it's just... Right. It's a beautiful feeling. Like for me, it's funny because I grew up totally different. I grew up in the city and I have tons of brothers and sisters and I really find <laughs> the love and joy of being by myself. Well, I bet. Because there were so many people. Like, right. just go away. So like, yes. I really enjoyed that. But I kind of want to jump into the, you know, one thing that I can relate with you um, on another point is that how, how did you come to a point where you understood things aren't working out for me. So I've had a lot of things going on in my life and everything's crumbling down. And I'm like, in the beginning, I was like, why is this happening? Like, who is, why is, am I losing this job? And why can't I keep it together over here? And it took me a while to understand this is happening for you, not against you. How did you realize that? from from looking at you know you, here you are your son when you come from a single mom you're working hard you have goals and you graduated college but then things aren't working out how did you get to that point that you're like okay this isn't working out I need to you know obviously I'm being shipped to do something bigger right um how did I deal with that you know it's I I think um I mean, when I was graduating, it was easier to, you know, just hop and skip here and there um, because I was always that person that, not always, but I've kind of grown to, if it's not working, you have to pivot. And it, pivoting does not all, always mean immediately. Like now I've become more strategic. Um, when I graduated college, I, I knew I didn't want to go in corporate America and I said, okay, I'm believing in this startup. I'm going to go work for this startup. So on top of the startup I was working for, I was working like a full-time job. I was working also on my own business, but I felt like, although you feel like you're going and you're running, I didn't feel exhausted, but then things started to, you know, I began to feel in some areas unhappy. And so I said that there is a shift or a period pivot that needs to happen. And 
that time I quit my job and um, I actually moved to New York. Like that time I just like cold turkey quit and I pivoted like that. So then I get to New York and I wanted to do this and it was working out for a while and it wasn't, I didn't have a job. A lot of people don't know I didn't have a job when I moved to New York, but at the end of the day, I always had my business that I was working on. I never not had a business because that I know for sure is my ultimate goal. So um, of course you're in New York, things are expensive and you have, it forces you to be more strategic. You can't just quit and, you know, hop all over the place. I mean, for some people it works out, but once you've been there, it's kind of like you need to be more strategic. So I think what I started to do was when I knew that, you know, these areas are, it's not where God is allowing me to be right now. Or he's saying like move and I'm not moving as fast. You need to have a plan, like you said before, that goal. You need to write it down and you need to set deadlines. And if that means that you can't go out or you can't do certain things because you have to save this certain amount of money, that's what needs to happen. And I think a lot of people aren't as they don't prioritize being disciplined, but also goal setting and sticking to those goals and doing whatever it has it takes to make sure that you feel that through because. If you're not being disciplined on your goals, you must realize that you're delaying your process. So I think that's the thing that really got me. It was like, okay, it's taking you a little longer to do this, but if you would just be a little bit more disciplined, you can get it done. And so I think when those shifts or those moments needed to happen, reality set in for me that you need to focus. So So how did you make money? while you were doing all this did you already like decide okay i'm gonna just focus on the business how did you bring in income right yeah um yeah i've always had a job i mean like uh, right now i'm not black to business full-time a lot of people think i am black to business full-time i hope to be soon well i will be goal setting right (laughs) so let me not preach to the choir but yeah so i've always kind of had um I've always had a job um, and I've always had it set up to where, you know, I had some kind of income coming in, in addition to my job. So right now I do like podcast consulting because at the end of the day, you know, corporate America or whatever, right now I am in corporate America, these things could be gone tomorrow and you have to have that plan set up, set up in place. So I have certain kind of, you know, things or projects. I feel like it's always important. Even if you don't want to have your own business, you should have something going for yourself outside of work that if stuff hits the fan, you're okay. Like that's not all you have. So, um, Originally, it was just doing whatever I had to do. Like I did like marketing, um, like street market, not on the street market when I first got here, but I've always been that person that was like, you do whatever it takes. And it's okay if it does, this path right now doesn't look like what you envision it to be at first, but you have to do whatever it takes to get there. So um, those are the ways that I've made money thus far in addition to my full-time job. And then also when you're starting a business, regardless of how small it is, you know, start with some kind of plan that gives you an income. Because if not, you're going to continuously say, okay, I have this job that's feeding into this business and I'm going to be okay. You're not showing your business how to generate income. You're still depending on your full-time job and you can't do that. So you probably would have you keep staying there because you're too afraid right which happens a lot of the times it's like well this is a quote-unquote sure thing 
And if I leave it, I don't know how this is. We always want like a sure thing, right? Mm -hmm. Even when it comes to our dreams or even when it comes to something we never even done before. <laughs> and it's right. like, you're not going to know. Like there is no, you know, just kind of, I noticed that a lot in my life that I'm like, no, I need to make sure that this is going to work out. This like, you don't know that you just, you don't know. <laughs> so, I, and that is something because, um, I had a business um, that I that I launched that I love and was really passionate about, but at the end of the day, I didn't, you know, yes, I got recognized. Yes, it was a beautiful thing that I did. Yes, I, I got other things and I learned a lot, but it wasn't a business because I wasn't able to bring in income. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that had to do, I still kind of had my nine to five. You know what I mean? And I'm not right. saying leave your nine to five and then figure it out. It's, I'm saying like, you know, can you give us some steps as far as like getting that income, like how that looks for you and how your, your plan is going to evolve. So you said right now you're doing podcast consulting. So do you yeah. like plan, Hey, I'm going to have five clients this week. Um, and then moving forward, like how, how are you, are your goals or your vision? If, if you can share, right. um, how is that working out for you as far as bringing in income so that this doesn't just stay a passion project? Right. Gotcha. So, yeah, um, I say that, you know, all of those things I spoke about earlier are because I did those things. And I am too realizing that, um, you know, those were some of the mistakes that I made. And so I definitely tell people moving forward because I didn't start Black to Business yesterday. I started Black to Business in 2013 and here we are in 2018. So, I mean, for me, it was a passion project at first, but I knew, you know, so I was like, okay, it'll eventually be a business, but I was taking my time. And that's what delayed a lot of things. And recently, within the last two years, we began to monetize, like think of strategies to monetize. So with Black to Business, I always knew our purpose was, or our mission is to educate and connect Black entrepreneurs. So within that, it's about creating successful entrepreneurs. And I think that, you know, going into the fact that there are a lot of black owned businesses and that's great. They're constantly rising, but how are we being competitive? How are we sustaining? And the thing that goes back to that is the proper tools that we're giving. So it's whether it's like showing someone how to use Google AdWords or showing someone that you can connect with this person and they're going to help your business. That's what we were doing well. So we had to figure out, okay, if you want to educate people and you want to connect people, that's great. And we're going to do that. But also how are you going to keep the lights on within your businesses? So for us, it was about, okay, connecting people part comes in producing events. So we have our yearly event. We have a brunch. And basically, we charge tickets to attend the brunch, but we also bring top guests that are doing well, entrepreneurs within the black space who are doing well to give you that, you know, that intimate discussion because it's only 30 people at this brunch. So you're getting that intimate experience. And for us, we always wanted to create experience. So we continue to produce events. And right now, uh, we actually have an event coming up next month with Verizon, uh, we were able to partner with them for Women's History Month and we're offering a panel discussion. That's another thing. Oh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> Good for you, woman. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. And it's like always, I mean, it didn't happen overnight, it happened over time. And that's the thing that people have to know when you're, not to get off topic, but when you're 
pushing towards your goals, it goes back to what I say, like, who are you? Remembering who you are, your purpose. And also don't compare your timeline to someone else because we all have different resources. And it goes back to us talking about background. Like there were some things with me being an introvert, ambivert that, you know, I, I do say that held back. But now I probably like no one could tell me anything because I know the impact it has on my business. And at the end of the day, if I want this business to work, I have to get out there and talk to people. So the events is one way we monetize. Um, if we're not putting on an event, we are showing people where they can find events. So other uh, businesses are able to advertise their events on our website. So we charge for that. Um, also, but as we charge our podcast consulting, um, advertisements, we are looking the future to get advertisements through our podcast that's very popular, Black to Business Podcast, um, and doing more partnerships with major corporations. And in the future, it looks like for us getting, honing in, we're doing well on the connecting piece, but honing in on the educational piece. Mm-hmm. So whether that's workshops, whether that's online courses, um, and with everything that we do, it's a win-win for us and the business. Because if you're offering a course on Black to Business, we're revenue sharing with these people who are giving us their resources to share with our audience. So um, it definitely didn't come overnight, like me thinking like that. It came with time. And regardless of how long it takes, you have to stick it out. Um, so I think... Right now, those are the ways that we're making money in the future. We're trying to create um, more businesses within different spaces under the Black to Business umbrella and, you know, co-working spaces for entrepreneurs as well. Um, I think you gave a lot of great stuff on how you're planning to monetize. And it looks like definitely you've been working at this for years. So you talked about, you know, connecting people, producing events. Um, And then you talked about advertising with you. You also um, put other people's events out there. You talked about consulting as a podcaster, advertising, working with advertisers, partnerships, and then education piece, bringing in revenue as far as workshops. And maybe, um, you know, I talked a little bit about having um, digital products. And now with with all of this that you have going on, because you kind of brought us full circle on like, um going head on as far as trying to figure out you know knowing your power and then going to your purpose and how to get that out there and then we also talked of course about you know bringing an income because that's really important so that it doesn't stay a passion project now with all this that you have going on and things coming at you right how do you make this work how do you do like time management as far as having you know this nine to five but also this business Mm. It's definitely tough. <laughs> the toughest thing in the world. I mean, it's not impossible. I'm not saying that, but I'm just being transparent with you all. It's tough. Um, you know, there is something, you know, that you realize that you can't be in all of these things. It's like, oh my God, I want to be good at this. I want to be great at that. And I want to be a great friend. I want to be a great daughter. I want to be a great um girlfriend like all of those things and it's like when you're doing these things sometimes there are things and areas that don't get as much attention as they should so my day honestly my week looks like in my nine to five it's not like okay it's nine o'clock and it's five Mm o'clock I have one of those nine to five um where it's demanding I don't like to give 
you know, go too much into my um, nine to five because it's like, I love for people to think that I do black to business full time. <laughs> but um, so one of the, the things that I do now is I live by Google calendar. Um, I'm also very big on, you know, I've learned to say no so that things could get attention that needs to get attention. So I used to be that person that wants to talk to everybody because I'm into a service-based business. So you want to make sure you're talking to people, especially if you're a black entrepreneur. I used to be that person. It's like, oh my God, I have to talk to everybody. And then you get more focused on who you're specifically targeting. So you begin to say no to those things that don't align with your business and your purpose. So with that being said, um, I use a lot of calendars. Um, I use, I'm still not big into like tech organizations, like, you know, having everything online. I have written a lot of planners. I have a lot of planners. I have the whiteboard in my room. Like I still go by that versus the, you know, something, some of these programs online. So um, what it looks like is, I've learned to say, okay, on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I'll take meetings. On Wednesdays, I'm focused on my team meetings. Um, so after work, I'm focused on my team meetings. I get up at five. I get up at four thirty or five o'clock, and I work on my business for like an hour, an hour and thirty minutes, and then I drive to work. And on my lunch break, I'll take a meeting um, on my lunch break during those days but on friday i try not to take meetings on fridays i try not to do anything after work on fridays and on saturdays before 12 this is new for me uh, within the last couple of months it's been working but on saturdays before 12 i'm pretty much doing business after that i try to get out the house and do something for the day or watch a series on netflix or something because i used to not watch tv at all and on Sundays is work day. It's, you know, so but the days between the week, during the week, I am working on a business a lot. On the weekends, I try not to as much. Um, but yeah, I think that answers the question. It does. It, does. it kind of breaks it down. I've, what I've found is that when you don't plan stuff, mm -hmm. no time. There's no time for anything. No time. But when you plan, you realize how much time you really have. Yes. It's that like you have an immense amount of time now to do all this stuff and it's amazing <laughs> it's definitely been working for me even if I do like increments of 20 minutes mm -hmm. I, I do so much in 20 minutes and I have an extra five where I can go longer I do you know, is that process yeah <laughs> and you even even you mentioning like the increments that is so important and that was something that I had to get into because when I come home from work, I used to go home, eat something. I don't really eat lunch after work. I eat during the day. I don't too much eat when I get home. But I used to go and like shower and then get right to work. What I've started to do is I'll go shower and I'll sit for like 15 or 20 minutes just to calm my brain down. If that means watching a video or something. And then I'll go for like an hour and I'll stop. But everyone knows like nine, 9.30, 9 o'clock to 10 o'clock is Monique's power hour. Like I'm not answering my phone. It's on airplane mode. It's no distractions. So how do you do um, self-care and self-love? Because I, I feel <laughs> we're such, we don't really talk about that when it comes, especially when you're being an entrepreneur. And I think even as women and even women of color, I think it's like, go, 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 you know, teams, no sleep and all. <laughs> and I'm like, get your sleep. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so important. Yes. I was that person. I was like, 
and you know, I was like, I can't function. I need my sleep. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. So how do you incorporate that self-love and self-care into yeah. your, your business when you're doing all this? <sighs> Jacqueline, it's a process still. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being honest. I have not, to be honest, I have not mastered it. Um, I am still, it's a work in progress. Uh, but I mean, the way I found now is I used to, like you said, that team, no sleep. Uh-uh, I'm over that. I'm like, I need my sleep. So it's like, that's why I try to be in the, and people call me a grandma, but I try to be in the bed by 10, 30, 10 o'clock. I am knocked out because I get up so early. I can't, I mean, I can't sleep past six. Oh, even the weekend I try to sleep past seven, but I can't. Right. And it, it may be a relation to, you know, you're thinking about so many things. I don't doubt it's not related to that. But for now, it's like, that's that period I'm in now. And so I, you know, all those things come, like families and all those things. I think about, um, let me do this now. So right now it's, um, I just recently started like going, making sure I dedicate Saturdays to myself, but it hit me because I had someone ask me, it's like, what do you do for fun? And I'm like, my business right. is fun. Like, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that's what I do for fun. I sit in the house and that is fun to me. And they were like, well, you know, when you're starting to get investor pitches and all of those things, like people really want to know what kind of life you have outside of your business. I mean, I go on trips throughout the year. Like that's, I do that uh, often, but not as often. Right. So those are some of the things I think are fun. But now I've started to think about, you know, it's cold outside. When it gets warmer, I'm going to go get me a pair of roller skates and I'm going to get some skates or just do those simple things. It doesn't mean you have to be out spending money and all of those stuff. It could be something simple um, that you're doing. So, yeah, that's really where I'm at now. What do you think... In your journey, what do you think you've lost and what do you think you've gained? Oh, that's a good one. Uh, what do I think I've lost and what that is? Oh. Um, I think uh, I think I've lost I mean this could be good and bad, but I've lost patience. Um, I think the climate that we're in you know, whether it be patience with my time, with my business, but it's also like with society. I've lost patience on, you know, us excusing that this has been going on for so long. I've lost patience with, you know, people I'm surrounding myself with not being informed about what's going on in the world because it's like you can't afford to not know. And this is on, in some capacity affecting you and it's going to affect those that you come at that come after you. So I think, you know, I've, I've always been passionate, but it's like those things, I've really lost patience with that. And I feel like as much as we're on social media, we really need to be mindful of what we're following. And regardless if you don't read a book, like follow accounts that will keep you informed about what's going on. So I've lost patience with people or with things. <laughs> right. With and, stupidity, I think. <laughs> I mean, you're not, you know, in other words. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's a nice word, Shane. Yeah, that, to be honest, that, that is what it is. But um, I've gained, uh, you know, let me see. I've gained even more and more a sense of self. So it's like I go back to 
there were things, there were times I didn't know things, but it's a sense of self in that, you know, recognizing my power. When I talk about, you know, this journey has been a long journey and it's just in the past two years, we, you know, monetized. So those things, it's like, um, those are things I had to learn. And it's also about a matter of, you know, being patient with myself and knowing that I am serving a greater purpose and being gentle with myself. So when we talk about self-care, like at the end of the day, if you're not in your best shape, you're not going to be able to do this work. So I've recognized how important it is for me to be healthy and how important it is for me to, I be, I'm selfless in what I do within my work, but I also have to be selfish with how I you know, allow others to treat me and, you know, those things like that. So learning to say no when I don't want to do something or a meeting isn't beneficial or whatever. Um, I think self is, I've learned to, I've gained self power, I guess. So my final question to you is, how can we help you? How can you help me? (laughs) How can we help support you in your journey? Of course. Yeah. So um, as I mentioned, we are doing, I mean, we're a lot of times we're based in New York. We have a lot going on in New York and DC area, uh, but hit us up with where you are and, you know, where you are in your journey, entrepreneurship, and tell us some of those challenges that you're having. Subscribe to our newsletter, um, check out our podcast, but also if you're having an upcoming event, um, we would definitely love to have it on our site promote what you're doing and um, you can find everything at black to business b-o-a-c-k-t-o business.com or you can email me at hello at black to business.com and um, yeah just really be ask for support in that way